What up, yo? Welcome in to the Fantasy Knockout Fantasy Football Show with your host, Mark. That's me. Today, Tuesday, July 30th, we got running backs. I'm going to go over my top 12 running backs, explain why I got who, or explain who I got where and why. Yay. Always a tongue twister. But first, we got a special guest, Michelle from Michelle's Minute. Hakuna Matata. It means no worries. Hakuna <laughs> oh Matata. Mm-mm. What a wonderful phrase. Marcus Dupree. Hakuna Matata. Ain't no parade. We got no issues here, friends. For the rest of your days. <laughs> it's our problem free. Wow. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna Matata? It's our know. motto. What's the motto? Nothing. What's the motto with you? <laughs> oh, wow. Well, everybody, I am back. A little disappointed in the intro from um, my partner over here and husband. Uh, I am back, you guys. It's Michelle's with Michelle's Minute. And I'm a little tired because I just got back from a four-day weekend in Las Vegas. Me and my girlfriend, Yvonne. Went to Las Vegas. So I was a little shocked when I came on to do my minute, and it's about Akuna Matata. I got issues with Akuna Matata and no worries. First of all, don't say no worries to people when they say thank you. People in the service industry or any type of industry at all, if I thank you for your service, please do not say no worries. Because it's a bunch of, mm-mm, it's not right. You know what you say? My pleasure. You're welcome. No worries makes me worried for you. Your tip is now at stake for you saying no worries. It's a generational thing. I understand. I get it. I worked over 25 years in the the, uh, service industry. I would never tell someone, oh, no problem, when they say thank you or no worries. Because it's a bunch of BS. You need to say, oh, you're most welcome. My pleasure. Is there anything else I may do for you? You're there to serve. Don't tell someone, tell them you thank you, no worries. Because I'm now worried for your tip, your bottom line, because now I have to be worried because you're worried that I'm not going to give you the right amount of money. What what are you worried for? Why are you saying no worries? I thank you. I don't even understand it. I don't get it. Um, I don't know, folks. Let me know what you think about this because to me, this is BS. It's it's gone around for several years now. People know me. Do not say no worries to me because you're just going to piss me off. Um, I don't know. What say you? Holler up at this guy over here at Fantasy Knockout. Let me know what you're thinking. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Thank you, Michelle. I love your takes. You're <laughs> oh, so much fun. Oh, I kind of set her up on that one. Uh, it's funny because I know how much the the term no worries bothers her. And <laughs> shortly after that, I figured out that it's because, you know, we grew up on the younger generation grew up on, on the Lion King. And so, you know, that whole Okuna Matata, no worries. Oh, so awesome. I love trolling her with that. I've even named our uh, my fantasy team Akuna Matata in uh, in our family league. And I bought a shirt, and I even wear that to the drafts and stuff. Oh, she hates it. It's lovely. <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. Um, all right, let's just get right into the news. News with views. All right, to kick it off, we got running back. 
Theo Riddick of the Detroit Lions, well, formerly of the Detroit Lions, he was released. So this is great news for Carrion Johnson. No more uh, pass catching back, uh, possibly stealing third down work and stuff like that. Uh, it just means that they trust Carrion there. I'm pumped about Carrion Johnson this year. Next, we got wide receiver Deshaun Hamilton of the Denver Broncos. He has a strained hamstring and is considered to be week to week. Wide receiver Corey Coleman of the New York Giants. He suffered a torn ACL and will miss the rest of the season. There's a lot going on here in New York over this weekend. Uh, Also, wide receiver Golden Tate of the Giants. He was suspended four games for violating the league's PED policy. So the Giants are without some receivers now. They have um, Sterling Shepard, who's got the broken finger, you know, the fracture in the finger. Corey Coleman's out all year, and Tate's going to be suspended the first four games. Um, I know he's going to appeal it, but uh, it shows that they need help there. Um, wide receiver Kelvin Benjamin, he's a free agent. He's showing that out, that he worked out for the Giants on Saturday. Haven't heard if he's signed there yet or not. Um, wide receiver Calvin Ridley of the Atlanta Falcons. He missed practice Saturday due to a hamstring. He's expected to be good within three to five days. Nothing, nothing major yet, but just still keeping an eye on it, you know. Running back Derrick Henry of the Tennessee Titans. He was spotted in a walking boot after Friday's practice. Again, we're going to kind of monitor this. Um, at this point, we're not moving him up or down the board yet. Um, but these are just, you know, minor dings and stuff like that. This one's big. Wide receiver A.J. Green of the Cincinnati Bengals has torn ligaments in his left foot. He's going to miss six to eight weeks and will not be ready for the season opener. Uh, this is big news. Cause, well, he was kind of fading on a lot of people's draft boards anyways, but uh, this is just going to move him down a lot. Um, and I think it's going to boost um, Tyler Boyd just a little bit. I see him moving up somewhat. Um, not too much, though. All right, we got a couple more. Running back Jarek McKinnon of the San Francisco 49ers. His coach, Coach Shanahan, believes McKinnon, who with the knee injury, could come off the PUP list later this week. That's good news. And then last, we got running back Damian Williams of the Kansas City Chiefs. He did not practice Monday with his hamstring. Uh, he ended up leaving Sunday's practice early. Right now, there's no indications at this point of it being a long-term issue. But again, we're going to monitor it just because he is one of the higher prolific backs. And uh, and we'll hear a little bit more about him later on the show. Spoiler alert. All right, please follow the show on Twitter and on Facebook at Fantasy Knockout and also on Instagram at Fantasy underscore Knockout. Let's get right into it. Main event, top 12 running backs. All right, to kick it off, my number one back is Ezekiel Elliott of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm excited about this new offense now that Coach Linehan is gone. Zeke turned into a pass catcher. Uh, you know, last year, and they unleashed him. He had 95 targets, four fewer targets than Alvin Kamara. Since entering the league, he has led the league in rushing yards on a per-game basis. Plus, a positive regression in the touchdown department is coming. To me, he's the safest running back in this top tier. That's why he's my number one. 
I'm not worried about his holdout because he actually needs to report to camp by August 6th in order to accrue a season of eligibility. He's a beast and should continue to be. My locked and loaded number one, Ezekiel Elliott. Number two, Alvin Kamara of the New Orleans Saints. I love Kamara this year. I think he will take a step forward. He sold me on those first four games of last year. He's a super talent. He's almost a cheat code in fantasy. Going from Mark Ingram to Latavius Murray, because Ingram's gone and they brought in Murray. Murray isn't as good of a back as Ingram is. Murray should see more goal line carries. But also, Sean Payton just knows how to use Kamara in the red zone. Most other experts have him as the last running back in this in this top tier, this top four. Um, me, personally, I'd be ecstatic if, if he's there as the fourth or fifth pick in a draft. I would love to start my team off with Alvin Kamara this year. I think he can handle the workload. He hasn't seen more than um, 200 carries that could increase we'll see um but yeah i like kamara a lot this year next we got number three christian mccaffrey of the carolina panthers he's the most consistent player last year he finished with 219 carries 1098 yards seven touchdowns made his money in the passing game with 107 receptions 867 yards and six touchdowns on 124 targets wow my concern is my only concern with Christian McCaffrey is Cam Newton, his quarterback. As we saw last year, Cam's shoulder started to affect him, and it changed the way Carolina could play the games. And then Cam ended up missing games. McCaffrey was a stud, don't get me wrong. But that again, that's just my concern. Will, will Cam's health, will his shoulder hold up this year? It should, hopefully so. Um you know, will the wide receivers there take a step forward? Or will they start to pass the ball a little bit more there? I love McCaffrey's talent. He's an Iron Man. And in the in, in four-game stretch last year, he didn't even miss a single snap. Um, so another question is, can he stay healthy? Will he hold up? I love that Norv Turner, his offense coordinator there, um, because Norv doesn't like to use more than one running back. He is an old curmudgeon when it comes to that, where – one back, and that's it, and McCaffrey is it there. So that's why McCaffrey comes in at number three. Uh, next, number four, Saquon Barkley of the New York Giants. Uh, he had 121 targets and 14 more receptions than Zeke. He's very trusted in the passing game there in New York, and he's probably going to be the number one receiver there too. With all the injuries to the receiving court, it scares me enough to move him down just a little bit with the stacked boxes and stuff. Um, you know, my question is, is Saquon bulletproof? Can he repeat what he did last year? I love his talent. I love how they use him. You know, I have a concern now that Odell Beckham's gone and there's not anyone there to really help stretch the field, you know, the deep threat there. So I have a feeling they're going to start stacking the boxes a little bit more. But he did impress me last year because... The percentage of stack boxes he saw, you know, eight plus in the box, was st- and he was still able to find those breakaway runs. You know, I mean, this might be the year we finally see 11, 11 man stack boxes. I don't know. I-, I like Barkley enough, but you know, you got these top four in a tier for me, 
Elliot, Kamara, McCaffrey, Barkley. Personally, if you got the number one pick, if you take any four of these guys, if you take any one of these four guys, I cannot fault you for that. I would not be upset with you on that. Take take who you want on your team. If you if you're not a Cowboys fan, then don't take Elliot number one. Take Kamara, McCaffrey, or Barkley. <clears throat> if you personally think Barkley's your number one choice, take him number one. Take the guy, take the player you want to see every Sunday on the on the TV screen watching and cheering for. Take your guy, okay? I'm not gonna fault you for that. Um, but this is just this is how I have it ranked. This is how I would probably draft in in that order. Um, so number five. David Johnson of the Arizona Cardinals. Um, man, his O-line was bad last year. I think they were 29th best. Ugh. He wasn't used to his strengths. Uh, he was continuously told to just ram it and run it right up the middle, whether there's a hole or not. Um, I'm excited because he's got a new coach, Coach Kingsbury, that runs this air raid offense. And... I think he figures to bring the Cardinals more work, you know, more work in the passing game there for Johnson, which is exciting. And I'm hoping that he can return to the David Johnson that we all know and love, you know, a couple years ago with Bruce Arians there. I want to see him get back to back to that level. And I think there will be enough opportunity there in Arizona. You know, arguments against this is – you know, he, he disappointed last year because people took him third or fourth and, and he let a lot of people down. True. But he finished, he still finished a top 10 running back. And that was with the 29th worst offense, bad coaching. I mean, to me, I think that's the basement. I think that's the like, worst he could do. So if the worst David Johnson can do is the 10th fantasy running back, what can he do with a offense that's going to be a little bit better I know he's got a rookie quarterback but this quarterback likes to run and that usually rushing quarterbacks help out the running backs Um, a receiving running back like David Johnson is also the quarterback's best friend as far as dump offs so I see I see David Johnson ceiling he could be a he could be the top one he could be the number one running back that's why I got him fifth I I like David Johnson this year I would be I'd be happy if I got the fifth pick and he's still on the board. I'd, I'd scoop him up. You'll like it. It's not a sexy pick. It's not a, woo, I nailed my draft kind of pick. But uh, he's not going to disappoint you this year. Next, this is going to surprise a lot of people. Number six, Todd Gurley of the Los Angeles Rams. That's right. A lot of people are fading him down because of the knee issues. Not me. I got him number six. He's not my top tier. He's just moving down just a little bit. Um, my main concern, like everybody else, is going to be his knee. But from weeks one through ten, he was the best running back in football. He had 17 touchdowns last year. They drafted Daryl Henderson in the second round. Um, you know, let's say the utilization comes down for Gurley and they split carries. Um, my. <laughs> My take is Henderson's going to be a third down back. He's going to yeah, a couple. He's going to steal some some of the receptions that Gurley had and stuff like that. He's Gurley won't be that main main bell cow back. But let's hypothetically say they cut his production by thirty percent. Okay, that's a lot. 
cutting his production by 30%. He's still a solid running back. So instead of having 256 carries for 1,251 yards, 17 touchdowns, 59 receptions for 580 yards, and four touchdowns receiving, which would be a total of 342 points, that's what he did last year. If we take 30% of that, he would be at 190 carries for 900 yards, 11 touchdowns, 42 receptions for 420 yards, and three receiving touchdowns for a whopping total of 237 points. So going from the number one running back, he would have been at the number eight running back last year. That was right where James White finished. Still a top 10 running back. That's why I got him at number six, because he is going to get production. He's going to get carries. He's going to be used in the goal line. Gurley is still a solid back. Yes, the knee scares me a little bit, but not enough to push him down to the second, third round like some people are right now. Draft Gurley. Take him, you know, because Gurley's going to fall in your leagues. Um, a lot of people are going to be scared about this this knee issue. Like I said, it concerns me a little bit, but take the value. He's still going to produce. He's still going to, you know, be good enough. And then if you have to, handcuff him with with Daryl Henderson. You know, I mean, just lock it up. The The Rams running back is going to be a solid fantasy asset for your team. So don't hesitate. Take Gurley. That's why I got him number six. <clears throat> number seven, Joe Mixon of the Cincinnati Bengals. That's right. I got Mixon pretty high. Yes, he was one of my guys last year. Yes, I still love his talent. He only played 14 games last year. He had 237 carries, 1,168 yards, eight touchdowns on the ground, 43 receptions for 296 yards, and one receiving touchdown. What hurt him last year was getting hurt come week two. He missed half of week two and then also missed week three and four. And so in fantasy, the first couple of weeks, we kind of shape our thoughts and opinions about players. And him missing all these games, missing two and a half games in these first four weeks, really hurt him because that set the tone for most fantasy players to think he's injury prone or not going to be the back he should be. Anyways, that left the mindset of most owners that he's injury prone, like I just said. To me, he's a watered-down version of Le'Veon Bell. I want his coach, Coach Taylor, to unleash him, feed him the ball, give him 300-plus carries, take off the governor that's holding him back. He had the third most rushing yards per game last year. You know, here's the question is, is he ready to take that next step? My opinion, yes, he is. He can handle it. My only concern for Mixon is the O-line in there. Yes, they they upgraded it a little bit through the draft, but they've already been banged up. They lost a guy due to injury, and they also lost one to retirement. So the O-line there is going to be scary, but that just means that there's going to be a lot of work for Mixon. They're going to be playing from behind, so a lot of a lot of more work in the receiving game. I love his talent. Don't hesitate to take Mixon there. Next, number eight, we got Le'Veon Bell of the New York Jets. Yay! He's going to play this year. <laughs> he finally got paid. <sighs> Last time he played, he had 321 carries. You know, they're committed to him there because they paid him. 
He's going to get the carry, so he's going to have the opportunity. And in fantasy, opportunity is king. But the Jets O-line is not what the Pittsburgh uh, O-line was. My concern is the team he plays for. Will they have enough opportunities to score? Is Are they going to even be close to what Pittsburgh's opportunities was, you know, scoring wise. And I, I just don't, I just don't see that. I don't see him being a top running back, you know, in that top tier. He's not there. Uh, I can't, I can't see him finishing as the number one running back. Um, that's why I got him eight. Um, like I said, he's going to have volume. He's going to have a lot of carries. So if you want, if you want to take the chance on him, go for it. I'm not opposed to, to Le'Veon Bell. That's why I got him eight. But to me, I think there's other players with a higher upside, you know, than than Bell right now. Number nine, Damian Williams of the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, Kansas City is a high-powered offense. Andy Reid has always had a fantasy-relevant running back. Um, They bring in Carlos Hyde. You know, a lot of people are worried that Hyde might steal Williams' um, opportunities and stuff. To me... Hyde is, he's a jag. He's just another guy. You know, if you're the running back in Kansas City, you're going to be a top 10 running back. Um, You know, we saw Kareem Hunt (laughs) the last year and what he did and how amazing he was. Uh, You know, Williams is a solid pass catching back. And they get him in in open space a lot. I like his talent. We kind of saw him in the playoffs. Mahomes is back. Tyreek Hill is back. Travis Kelsey's back. That's only going to help open up the field. I want the running back there in Kansas City, whether it be Williams or somebody else. That's who I want on my fantasy team. So right now it's Williams. Andy Reid came out and said Williams is the the number one running back there. He's going to be the guy. So that's why I got Williams there at nine. Next, we got number 10, Dalvin Cook of the Minnesota Vikings. You know, I'm excited to see what he can do this year. From weeks 12 to 16, he was the number six running back. He's the guy there in Minnesota. You know, he was hurt and injured, uh, you know, last year. Kind of disappointed a lot of people because he wasn't quite healthy to start the season. But guess what? He's healthy and ready to go now. Yay! His only issue is health. When he's healthy, he's a stud. When he's not... You know, just like any other running back. When you're not healthy, you can't produce. Uh, the injury the injury risk is real with him. You know, the Vikings' identity changed over the last half of the season to more of a run-heavy offense. Cook saw almost 17 touches a game during that stretch. Cook can, I believe he can take the next step. He can be a top three running back, in my opinion. He's a very versatile player. And has great pass catching abilities. Number 11, James Conner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Question for him is can he carry the workload? We started to see him uh, slowly break down towards the end of the season last year, and then he ended up missing the game and wasn't wasn't the same. You know, Conner's ceiling to me is a history of Mike Tomlin, where we have a large enough body of work. They have a great offensive line and a great offensive system. And Tomlin loves to use a bell cow back. Connor's going to be the guy there in Pittsburgh. He played 13 games last year and had 12 touchdowns. In my opinion, 
Like I said before, he started to break down. My concern is the number of games played. Um, I'm not worried about Jalen Samuels stealing work. Even though Samuels is the better pass-catching back, I see Pittsburgh's team efficiency coming down a little bit from last year. You know, they threw a ball a ton, and there's no more Antonio Brown there to uh, to help be be another offensive threat. But again, Connor's going to have a lot of opportunity, and as, as far as running backs go, opportunity is key. My last one, number 12, we got Carrion Johnson of the Detroit Lions. He's got a new offensive coordinator in Daryl Bevel who came from Seattle who also loves to run the football. Good news for Johnson. They brought in C.J. Anderson to take out to take over the uh, LeGarrette Blunt role. There's no more Theo Riddick to steal targets you know, on third downs. Uh, Carrion will not be the workhorse. He's not going to be the bell cow back like most people would anticipate or expect. He's going to split carries there. He's going to share it with Anderson. But Anderson's not not anything special. He's like LeGarrette Blount. They're just another running back, nothing fancy. Johnson is the better talent there. Um, you know, last year from week 3 to 10, he was on pace for 210 attempts, 1,162 yards, and he was the top 15 running back when he wasn't the starter. Now that he's going to be the starter, now he's going to see more opportunity. I like Johnson a lot. I think he's going to be a steal for people in the draft. He's gonna, he's gonna, to me, he's gonna finish a top, top twelve running back this year. That's why I got him number twelve. So let me know what you think. This is my top twelve running backs. Hit me up at Fantasy Knockout. Let me know what you think of my list. Am I too high on some guys? Am I too low on other guys? Is there someone not on this list that should be? That's going to wrap it up for today. The next show, we got the rest of the top 25 running backs. I want to say thank you for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rating and review. I'd really appreciate it. All right. Till next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.